Welcome to Hardcover Hose, a long-distance book club where two book lovers express their feelings on their book of the moment via podcast. I am one half of your host, Sam Cabrera-Dixon, and Sammy could not make it for this episode, but normally, together we have combed through book talk, combined our to-be-read lists, and now we intend to make our way through them one book at a time. We'd love for you to come along with us and join the discussion. But today I am joined by none other than Kimmy Reinhardt. Uh, Kimmy is a book lover of 20 years and book talker of two. She does podcasting, writing, and social media management and loves talking way too much about social media, travel, and going to way too many concerts. Welcome to the pod, Kimmy. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you for being available (laughs) (laughs) and being willing to read a fun little holiday book. Um, so this is our book miss kind of, uh, time of the year. We, last year were very, um, I'm going to say optimistic and we did, uh, 12 days of book miss, which were 12 days straight of book related Christmassy holiday episodes. And it was way too much. So this year, uh, I tried to pick just a few holiday books that I thought were worth perhaps talking about. Um, and I'm so glad that you were able to pick the book of the moment for today's episode which is love light farms by bk borison just a forewarning for those of you listening this is not a spoiler free zone we will be discussing this book in all of its glory which of course includes revealing the ending i never read this part this is always sammy's part to read i was like i have to actually look at the script um B.K. Borison lives in Baltimore with her sweet husband, vivacious toddler, and giant dog. She started writing in the margins of books when she was in middle school and hasn't stopped. Uh, Before we jump into discussing our own thoughts and feelings regarding the book, I'm going to go ahead and read through the blurb on the back of the book for the sake of contextualizing it. Quote, where the love light gleams, a pasture of dead trees, a hostile takeover of the Santa barn by a family of raccoons, and shipments that have mysteriously gone missing. Love Light Farms is not the magical winter wonderland of Stella Bloom's dreams. In an effort to save the Christmas tree farm she's loved since she was a kid, she enters a contest with insta-famous influencer Evelyn St. James with the added publicity and the $100,000 cash prize. She might just be able to save the farm from its financial woes there's just one problem to make the farm seem like a romantic destination for the holidays she lied on the application and said she owns love light farms with her boyfriend only there is no boyfriend enter best friend luca peters he just came home for some hot chocolate and somehow got a farm and a serious girlfriend in the process without any further ado let's get into it so Real quick, trigger warnings. This wo- this book is not, um, I think, very well known at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it wasn't on the trigger warning website. But uh, what I could remember when I was writing up the script was death of parents mentioned, cancer mentioned, uh, and intruders, question mark, like a breaking and entering kind of. Um, so Kimmy, give me your first impressions. What what were you What were your feelings when you first started the book? Listen, I'm a sucker for Christmas books and also (laughs) best friends to lovers. So as soon as I started reading it and they mentioned the fact that like, Mm -hmm. oh, you should just ask Luca. I was like, you should indeed just (laughs) ask Luca. Like, come on, this could be so good. (laughs) I am also such a little slut for friends to lovers. Like, oh, and I, I, I know it's one of those tropes that some people either love and some people you know hate there's almost no in between for friends to lovers i feel but let me tell you 
it's that thing about like the person who knows you really well, like the best in the world who just also loves you. Oh, yes. Uh. It's so good. Have that kind of love. I have so many amazing <laughs> friends and listen, I don't want to end up with any of them, but like, can I find someone who is my best friend who I can end up with? Because I want that life so bad. I love the the, the clarification there. Listen, I know some of y'all are listening, so. Um, I, yeah, I just, I love Friends to Lovers. I wasn't really sure what to expect from um, from this book because I think, I have very low expectations for holiday books because it's it's just an opportunity to turn off my brain and enjoy something silly and sweet, you know? Yeah. Um, so I was fully prepared to turn off my brain and just enjoy it. And I was like, why am I loving this so much? The writing was clever. It wasn't like just bad writing. I loved how funny everybody was. I loved that the plot was an actual plot also. It was yes. just a bunch of little sprinkles of surprise. I was surprised multiple times without, like, throughout this book, which I wasn't expecting because I read a lot of Christmas books. I read yeah, a lot same. of romance books. It's, like, kind of my brand. Mm-hmm. But, like, some of them are just not good, but they're really yeah. good to read and they're really smutty. And yeah. that was not the vibe <laughs> of this one, which I appreciate. Like, I'm getting yeah. everything I want out of the cheesy books while also getting a good story, which was an amazing book to read. I completely agree. I was fully blown away by how much I was actually enjoying the book for a book. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I was like, you know what's extremely funny too is BK Borison has other books in this universe. Um, I think there's a fourth one coming out soon. And I've had the second one. Or I don't know if it's actually the second one, but the one called In the Weeds. I've had it saved on my Kindle for like the better part of this year. And I just have never opened it. Mm-hmm. And then when I downloaded um, Love Light Farms, it like groups together anything in a series. And I was like, wait a minute, this is the first book in a little universe series right. thing? I was like, no way. Well, now I know what I'm doing for the next couple weeks. I'm reading the rest <laughs> of them. I loved it. I want to see everybody else. I love the side characters. I want to see them all get their little happily ever afters as well. Yes. Can I please know more about Beckett and the cats? Like Literally. Come on. <laughs> when I did they, not expect that. No. And in the beginning, too, they kind of, like, trick us a little bit by making us think maybe Beckett's the love interest for the first, yes. like, ten pages or so, right? And I was like, oh, an attractive man who loves cats. And he's kind of dark and brooding and grumpy. Okay. Right, and I was like, listen, I would not have been disappointed if that's the way they had decided <laughs> to take the book. But also, I feel like just adding Luca into it made it so much better than it would have been if Beckett was the love interest. Like, I just I, want yes. that friendship yes. to be there. And it's such a long friendship. I think they said, what, 10 years? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. That's so cute. <laughs> that's another thing that I really appreciated from this book was the timing. I think a lot of times in romance novels and especially holiday romance novels it's like something happens like stranger wise something happens over the course of like a week or two and then they're like in love engaged i'm like you this is a stranger this is a stranger you've known for two weeks you're moving too fast we're not (laughs) disney princesses here please stop um so i really appreciated that one we got the background that they've known each other and been best friends for 10 years already that's somebody you can trust that's somebody Mm -hmm. you know I'm not going to have a problem with you falling in love with them, you know? And I know that their whole, uh, like, going into being romantic with each other was only a week long. 
But I think everything that happened made sense. Cause like they said, or I think Luca even said, there's been nine years of foreplay or something. <laughs> like we, yes. can, we can just jump into this. And I also liked that with the epilogue and everything, it was uh it was two years later that they get engaged. Exactly. Yeah. It's not like, oh, he did it right then and there. You yeah. know what I mean? Because a lot of times that's how it goes. I love having the time and showing the length of the relationship, mm-hmm. especially because you can kind of show growth with it. If you show a difference of time, like mm-hmm. just running into each other, let's go get a grilled cheese to becoming <laughs> best friends and doing everything together to a couple of years later ending up together. You know, I think it's such a good build up instead of just we fell in love. That's it. Yeah. That's again. It was so real. I feel like even though I was frustrated with the third act breakup, I think I liked the change of pace where it was really um, not Luca. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Usually the third act breakup is very much like the man has a miscommunication. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I really appreciated that that was not the case. Like it was just and it it felt real. It was Stella being like. No, I'm rationalizing this. There's no way he's really in love with me. He's just confused and like, retweet. <laughs> like, like come I- on. Are you inside <laughs> of my brain right now? Like, yeah, I was like, hey, girl, doing? all right. No call up post, please. <laughs> um, but I, I very much understood it. And I was like, wow, this is honestly one of the most realistic third act breakups I've seen in a while. Yeah, it felt so real, and you weren't sitting there like, oh, come on, guys, this is so yeah. stupid. We know what's going to happen. Why are we doing this right now? It felt like you were actually experiencing someone going through a hard time and something that, like, I don't know, it just felt like something I could see myself experiencing rather than just this cheesy, oh, I don't know, we had this tiny miscommunication, the world's ending, everything's horrible, you know, which a lot of times I feel like happens in romance books, especially, like, the cheesy ones that people are like, <laughs> oh, everyone reads those. No, but this was a good one. It really built it up well. And yeah. It feel real. And I also think along those lines, too, I often get frustrated when the third act breakup is too short for whatever the miscommunication was. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, no, nah, I'm not over it yet. You can't be over it yet because I'm not over it yet. I'm so I thought upset. this made sense. Yes, ex- well, exactly. I'm. I hold a grudge. Okay, if <laughs> if it's one thing my listeners know about me, I hold a grudge. Um, I just thought this was so realistic because they're best friends. They know how to communicate with each other, and it wasn't a huge issue that third act breakup. It was like Luca realized where uh, Stella was coming from, and Stella had her moment of realization that Luca really is in love with her and she needs to push down her self-doubt. And so they, them having that conversation literally like the same day or the next day, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. They're mature adults. They're adults. They've been best friends for so long. They know how to communicate. Like exactly. we can have a conversation like grown up guys. Exactly. I took some notes if I can find them. <laughs> They were mostly just funny. They weren't anything really <laughs> substantial. Um, I thought... I, I liked the idea of she's having some big issue on the farm. That, like, mm-hmm. is this mystery going throughout? I wasn't quite sure who was going to be at the source of it. I almost was worried that it was going to be Beckett for some reason. I was too. Oh, my God. I don't know why that my, like, my brain was telling me he was at the source of it. But even when um, they go down to the bar- barn after the camera breaks. And, and Beckett and- just comes out. Yeah. And I, I was, was like, like Beckett, what are you on? doing? 
no. I was like, no, please. I like him. Please don't do this right? to me. I was so ready to cry. I was like, I cannot <laughs> handle this right now. I've fallen in love with you. Stop. Yeah, please, please. For me, don't do it. Um, so it was really a relief to just see it was some old white man who was jealous. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That checks yeah, out. Yeah, checks out for sure. <laughs> um, what did you think of the whole, um, like, the deputy after Beckett and Luca and being like, well, these two were mud wrestling? <laughs> and you're like, what the heck is going on? I think it was so on brand for the character. Really That's the was. thing. Like, yeah. I can't even be like, oh, I'm surprised. Or like, oh, this sticks out. No, like reading the book and getting to know the <laughs> character. It's like, come on. Is anyone surprised by this? Because we exactly. knew this was going to happen. And like, exactly. it was a good point to add to it. I think, honestly, sometimes I'm like, come on. Are we really picking on the boys just for fun? Just because we can pick on the boys? Because we know it's <laughs> mostly women reading these books. But like, they deserved it. Like, they did deserve it. And not to mention the scene where we got to have jealous Luca because yes. uh, Stella was talking to Debbie Caleb or whatever his and name was. He was like, what do you mean? And I was like, buddy, she's having a conversation. Yeah, it's okay. Other men. It's okay. Calm down. It's adorable. I, was, I but... was living for Stella, though, in that moment because how like gratifying to have the person that you've been in love with forever show like very forward and honest jealousy i was like go girl right i was like come on i would have died right there bestie come on it's so funny so so funny um i loved like as they were trying to develop their fake relationship in front of evelyn when they had her over for dinner that one night Mm -hmm. um that she's like oh so how did you guys start like get together or whatever and both of them recounting the way that they met but yes, with oh the with the added details that they've never said out loud to each other before i was dying i was in pieces it's such a good like oh we have the same story which is one of my favorite things ever yes, it's like yes. two perspectives on things but then like you don't have everything because you're not in my brain and now you get to figure out everything and it's yes so cute i live for those moments like it's my uh, favorite thing it was making me a little emotional i'm not gonna lie i like shed some tears while reading this book i think i just really appreciate like genuine even platonic, uh, I don't know why I said the, that word like that. Um, even platonic, like vibes between characters, like I just really can appreciate when I can feel how real a relationship feels between two made up people. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, it felt so real. That's felt something so real. that I think really drew me in because I was mm-hmm. sitting there and I was like, I could relate to this, you know? Like I have friends who I love more than anything in the mm-hmm. world, especially with Layla and Beckett, where they're just so close. And it's this group of three. And like most of my friend groups have always been three of us. Mm-hmm. And they've been very similar personality types where I'm just sitting here and I'm like, is this me? Is this my story? Where's my Luca? <laughs> I love that. I love that. I also feel like along those lines, I feel like we were almost teased for a good percentage of the book into thinking that... Um, Beckett and Layla would maybe be together. Did you get that vibe? I did too from the very beginning. I was like, come on, they're going to end up together. We're going to have two adorable couples. Yes. This is going to be amazing. Come on. And then plot twist, Beckett's a little dirty, dirty dog. (laughs) I was screaming when he was like, 
Estelle, and Stella's like, oh, when he uses my real first name, you know something bad's about to come out of his mouth. And he's like, I may have slept with that woman. <laughs> and she's like, she's only been here for six hours, Beckett. <laughs> yeah, like, buddy, you know, I was that much time. And he's like, no, no, there's some background here. I oh, my promise. God. That was so funny to me. I was just like, this is... This is everything. I loved the insight into the other characters. Like, I feel truly like all of these characters were fully formed. Yeah, it wasn't like there was any, like, half-formed side characters, which I feel like I get a lot while reading. Mm-hmm. But it was like they all had their stories. Like, I a moment with Beckett really showed it, too, because there was just this moment where they all pause, and everyone's just kind of, like, uncomfortable. And it's really <laughs> hard to get discomfort right in a book. yeah. I feel like I really felt like I was uncomfortable for them. And I was like, what the hell is going <laughs> on here? What? And I did not see that coming, but it was like, no. oh, now I'm uncomfortable with you guys. And yes. I kind of loved it. Yes. And I loved how they slowly told us who was into who on the side characters. Like yes. Deputy Caleb asking Stella so many questions about Layla. Like, okay, we see you. Like, come on, we this is you. cute. We're not going to do a major moment where we're like, oh my god, I'm in love you- with you. It's just like, hey, here's these little <laughs> details. I think it's the cutest thing. I also really, really loved, um, like, their whole friendship dynamic. And at the point where Stella finally has to admit, like, what's going on with the farm finances. And everybody's like, everybody has a different reaction. Like, Beckett's like, I'm out of here. And then he comes back and he's like... I'm not done talking, but I'm out of here for the moment. And Layla's like, well, obviously we wanted to know, but I want to tell you that I love you and I have to go real quick. And like, it's just, it was such a fun and nice friendship that I was like, I understand Stella's fear in like coming clean with what's going on. But I also really loved that she has such a supportive group of people who aren't going to let her like fall. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it was so supportive throughout. And there were a couple of times where she was like, I feel so bad for not telling them. And I was like, mm-hmm. you, you could just tell them. Like, I think you're going to be okay. Yeah. You know, and like, I know she couldn't hear me. I know she's a fictional <laughs> character. But I just wanted to be like, babe, it's going to be okay. Like, it's so scary right now. And I understand that. But you have such a good support system. <laughs> like, use them to your advantage and get to know. Absolutely. Them, you know, because I know it's hard. But like, come on, babe. <laughs> Absolutely. So before we move on to discuss the rest of Love Light Farms, let's listen to a quick word about the brand sponsoring today's episode. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. All right, let's continue the conversation. Along those lines of them all being supportive, I fucking love that that night Luca helped Stella go through, like, all of the spreadsheets, all of the different financial reports and budgets and things like that and expenses. And then at the same time, and unbeknownst to Stella, uh, Beckett and Layla were kind of doing the same thing and being like, when they were like, we can cut half of our expenses or half of our, our pay checks and whatever. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh my God, like those are friends. Like that's what, and, that's they, and so she was sweet. like, 
she was like, you're not going to cut anybody else's pay, right? And they were like, no, just ours. I was like, oh, my God. Like, that's right? that's support. That's the support she needed. She needed it in that moment. And, like, yeah, going through it herself probably helped a little bit. But I think having her friends go through it and being like, hey, this is what we can do. I think yeah. that meant so much. Like, that would mean so much to me. Yeah. And, like, I know it's a tough situation, but having that support was so amazing for her, I think. And I liked that it was kind of, there were, like, multiple conflicts. You know what I mean? There wasn't just one conflict in this book. And so I think that that was a huge resolve towards the end, but not, like, the end. You know what I'm, I'm you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> like, yeah, no, I totally get it. <laughs> it I was, like, it a was huge so relief. Yeah. Yes. It was like, like okay. oh, we're going to be, like, we got this. Yeah. We now, this we, out, you know? now we just got to focus on the relationship thing and, I guess, the influencer competition kind of thing. Um, which, like, I saw that coming from a mile away, that they would ultimately get disqualified. <laughs> but it was still sad <laughs> when it happened. Right. Like, we knew it was coming, but also, come on, we're going to be sad about it because it wasn't sad until that moment. And you're like, oh, I knew it, but come on. And the way that Evelyn was like, I know, I just wanted you to tell me. <laughs> I was like, girl, right. come on. Are you you are the this? drama. You right. are the drama. You know, she's she's an influencer. She's doing it for that content. She you know, is. even if it's just for her, she's like, I know this. Come on. Yep. I loved, though, that she was like, I still want to feature the farm. I made this little video. And I kind of liked that that was, I, I think that was the perfect way for Stella to come to terms with how Luca really felt about her. Because I know she was struggling to just accept words. And I, I understood, like, you know, based on what kind of, um, yeah, you know, she kind of has, like, abandonment issues. Mm-hmm. And I think to, to be able to see unprompted the way that Luca looks at her all the time and smiles at her and literally looks at her with, like, she is the sun, right? I was like, she needed this. Like, she needed that kind of confirmation, Oh, yeah, 100%. And I think that kind of does play into, like, she has a lot of family issues, Mm -hmm. you know, and, like, not having that supportive family was a common theme throughout the book where she was like, I want this family. I mean, hell, she went to awful, awful Thanksgiving every year for years, (laughs) you know? And I think that was a moment that seemed like a turning point for me, too, was, like, Luca being willing to go to that dinner. Yeah. And, like, I was like, no, he's not, he's not faking it right now. Like, this really is a real thing. And throughout the book, you kind of see that grow more. And, like, she went to Thanksgiving with his family. And she was like, this is this is family <laughs> Thanksgiving. Yeah. This is what I want. And, like, yeah, obviously it's chaos. And she was aware of that. But she was like, this is family <laughs> Thanksgiving, you know. And I thought that was so impactful for her. And getting to see her kind of come to terms with her family issues. And the fact that she does love and being trusted because of that was really, really cool. Yes. And then we got the resolve after that of, of them having their you know, grown up conversation about their feelings and stuff. And when Luca was like, I literally have a recurring order of those little pine tree things for your car or whatever, mm-hmm. little cardboard ones. He's like, I literally have a recurring order set up. I have so many more trees to give you. And then when Stella pulls the box out of her closet with all of the trees he's given her, I was yes. just like, they are so cute. Like, I hate them and I love them at the same time. Yes, like, do you have to be so cute? Because yeah, I want to be so cute, but also, so come cute. on, you're adorable. You guys are so in love. 
I'm so jealous. <laughs> they were so cute. I was like, oh my god, this is how like I was I was tearing up at that part because it was so sweet. And it was such a common small item, which I think is so important. Yes. Like, the significance of it throughout the entire book where she would just mention, like, oh, there's this little tree here or on the desk or something like that. And having that yeah. like come to terms moment include the silly little tree air fresheners. Yeah was the cutest thing in the world it was so cute (laughs) i was just so obsessed with the way that they finally ended up getting together and i loved the i loved that we got to see luca's pov in the epilogue Mm -hmm. and i I love that we got his i love that we also got his pov um when they first had sex but like flashing forward you know what i'm trying to say like at the end end Yes, I think it's so great. I just love the, like, different perspectives and things. I am such, like, a slut for that. I don't know why, (laughs) but, like, come on, switch perspectives. Let me hear about it from your point of view. I hear it from them. I get it. But come on, give me another perspective, especially in those important moments. And I also remember thinking, like, oh, why didn't you give us that when at that point in the book uh Stella was talking about like when she had the pie in the evening and all that stuff I was like oh I would have loved to read that scene too excuse me so right like give that, it to us yeah so that perfect little surprise at the end I was like oh my god yes and from his pop give it, it to it me so much better like come on just give us all of that it's so good I also thought that the spice was perfect in this book. I loved Luca's just a dirty, dirty dog. I yes. love his dirty little mouth. Um, he's so funny. I loved that because they're just so obsessed with each other. I loved the way that Stella was like gawking basically while looking at him. I just love. Yes. I loved that. Like, like Luca said, it was nine years of foreplay basically. And right he, no, they're he, so obsessed with each other and I love it. Literally. And when he's like, Do you remember that concert thing that we went to and you were wearing that pink? Like I loved his attention to detail. Yes. And he's like, I wanted to kiss you then too. Uh, I love them. So good. And they didn't, I don't know. Sometimes it can be like uncomfortable reading that and like yeah. you're like, oh, I'm reading these uncomfortable sex scenes and like this is smut, <laughs> but it's badly written. Yeah. This and good. this was so good. I was like, <laughs> I'm not uncomfortable. I'm sitting here, and I'm like, you guys are so cute. You're so in love. Like, come yeah. on. You know what did it for me too was I have a recurring dislike of when characters who just got together like call each other baby while having sex I don't know it just takes me out yeah or, like weird nicknames I know Lala was not the best nickname <laughs> no but it's what he called her beforehand yes. too you know so it wasn't yes. like oh he just decided Lala in that moment it was right. like no this has been your nickname for years and that kind of yes. made it okay otherwise probably wouldn't have loved it but it was like that's just what we knew her as from him in the book the entire time i feel exactly the same because when you suddenly like take on a term of endearment it really depends for me because if it's like babe and baby it takes me out of it i don't know why i'm like you guys just got together i don't know barely know each other like yeah and i also feel like names are good like just (laughs) you have a name for a reason you know (laughs) yeah baby's kind of weird just in general it's a little cringe right like it just like and don't get me wrong like i call my husband baby obviously right but we've been together for four years that wasn't something i started saying week two of dating Yeah, no it was like hey we built a relationship first it wasn't just like hey baby (laughs) the second you guys started talking that's so gross it's so cringe it's so cringe just stuff like that always pulls me right out this was one of those books i started reading it i don't know the a few days ago 
And I, the other night was reading it and I was looking at the clock because I was like, damn, I got to go to bed to get up for work in the morning. And I genuinely was like, well, one more chapter. I have not felt like that in so long about a book where I was like, I cannot put this down right now. I just want to keep reading it. I'm enjoying it so much. I had the same thing. Like, I have been in such a major reading slump recently. And, like, (laughs) picking up this book, I was like, oh, my goodness. Hang on. This is so much fun. It's so cute. I don't want to stop reading. I stayed up so late a couple nights. Like, (laughs) it was so bad. But I was like, worth it. I'll be tired at my meeting tomorrow. It's fine. Totally. I'm like, oh, and I had the audio book for it as well while I was mm-hmm. reading. And it was just so fun because sometimes I like to take an audio book to the gym or whatever, what, yeah. depends on what I'm doing. And I was like, no, I don't even want to like pull myself away from the physical book either. Like I'm just doing both. Like I gotta, I don't want to just listen to it. I want to be reading it. I was highlighting things. I was like, this is so fun. I don't want to put it down. I don't want it to end. So I'm really excited to, uh, to pick up the other ones. Because yes. I know it's going to be Beckett and Evelyn, and they're going to call her Evie or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I know it's going to be Caleb and Layla. And then I guess there's another one with um, Luca's friend, Charlie. Ooh, interesting. Who he, like, briefly mentioned at the end of yeah. the book. And I only remember that because then I saw the new release is going to be with Charlie. And I was like, oh, strange how fun yeah that's so great i also did the audiobook thing because i was driving a lot i go to concerts and then i have to drive during concerts and like I know normal you're people crazy. i know i'm so crazy i have two more this weekend <laughs> <You're> uh, <crazy. laughs> i normally just listen to music on the way up but i was like i can't i can't i need to listen to this book like i have to hear what else is going on so I literally spent four hours listening to it yesterday just because I could not put it down. I really liked the narrator, too, whoever was reading. I thought she was... She the, was amazing. She did the perfect emphasis in the right places. The snark was coming through. Yes. You know, I really was enjoying it. I loved the way that she did their banter. Yes, I just, I felt like I was actually listening totally. to the conversation instead of just totally. Like, a narrator, which a lot of times I feel like I'm just listening to a book, but this felt like I was kind of there watching. I completely agree. Did you uh, happen to take down any lines that you really liked? I don't have it directly written down, but okay. I really liked the moment whenever Luca was sitting there and he was like, oh, because Evelyn, not Evelyn, Lala was like, hey, we could just stop this in like a week. Like, how are we going to handle this? That like the <laughs> town is going to have questions. Yeah, like we're dating for a week and then we just stop. And he was like, "Or we could just not stop." Literally, like, we could I just love not. Him. And I was like, "Come on, come on, that's adorable." Like, just don't stop. It's fine. I literally when it was toward the end, uh, when they're like about to have their third act breakup, and she's like, "I don't know, Luca, this isn't." And he's like, "I think I need to be more clear." Um. I'm in love with you. I'm in love with you and I want to be with you. Like, yes, sir. Like, Spell come on. it out. Be she needs so that. clear. She needs to hear it directly spoken to her face. Luca's just truly a man written by a woman. Like, it does not get more man written by a woman than this. Like, his communication was like chef's kiss. Like, it was so good. It was amazing. I literally died at that part. I was like, come on. Can someone just spell it out that clearly for me? 
Like, <laughs> just tell me. I can't. I can't read people at all. It's one of my worst like traits. I cannot read anyone. <laughs> if you tell me, I'll understand. Maybe depending on yeah. the day. <laughs> no, you need to be as direct with me as possible. Don't exactly. be vague, please. Just be like, hey, listen, I like you, and I'll be like, oh no, I like you too. I just thought you hated me. Like. So funny. I just loved, I loved everything. Sometimes we do, like, does, uh, do you have a song that reminds you of the book? And I think this is just so clearly Christmas Tree Farm by Taylor Swift. I'm so glad you said that because that was also my song. Um, that one, and there's a line from um, Louis, I'm going to butcher his name, Capaldi's new song. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Pointless. And there's a line that's like, I bring her coffee in the yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah. She brings me inner peace. I just think that's so them. That is so them. To, and like, the funny coffee right shop there. lady. Oh, God. Yes. It's so good. So good. I know my husband loves Christmas Tree Farm by Taylor Swift. He will literally, like, make, I'm not going to say the name of the bot, that if you say her name, she plays things for you. Uh-huh. Because uh, then she'll start talking. But he'll literally make her play that song, and then he'll be like, repeat the song over and, oh. over and over again. So I was like, this is just so funny, because that is the song. Like, this book is that song. Seriously, it is, because I saw that on the little notes that you sent me, and I was like, oh, no. Like, you, you yep. can't be asking me what song reminds me of the book and have that be right there. Like, one of us has to mention it. A common common um, occurrence in the podcast is the only songs that remind me of books are just Taylor Swift songs 100% Listen, of the she's time. She's amazing, so. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, okay, so let's rate. Let's, uh, we rate on a five-star scale over here. Um mm-hmm. And then I average them out. So I prefer if you don't use decimal. But you absolutely can if you need to. <laughs> um, I was a political science major. I work in IP law. I don't do math. Okay. <laughs> there's no math. There's I'm no a math. journalist major. I don't do math either. <laughs> there's, there's no math in this household. Um, I, I'll, uh, I'll let you go first. What, what were your thoughts? What's your rating? Listen, I'm always going to write a romance book like rate it higher than I should just based off what other people think because like yeah they're my favorite I'm a sucker mm-hmm. for romance books and you throw in the Christmas and yep. you make it perfect <laughs> so I have to give mine like a solid four that's like, fair it's not the best book I've read this year I'm very 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 conservative with my <laughs> five star scales so like if I wasn't as conservative with the scales probably a five star but I'm gonna go with four okay you know what that's really fair I love to throw a five-star read out there and I absolutely <laughs> will right now because I don't know I think I just had really low expectations and so it exceeded all of my expectations yeah. in a good way um and you know what I'm living for Luca I'm living for Stella I thought it was so fun to read I couldn't put it down I think this is like a vibey five you know what I mean like yeah the vibes I had while reading it were a five was it a, a masterpiece will it be a classic no but but I loved it so um, but it was good and amazing so it's yeah perfect so I guess I'll do the math in this case and that gives us a 4.5 for this one uh I think I'm definitely gonna make Sammy read this book um despite not being able to be here today because this was so good and it was right up her alley she needs to read it. Like, it's she such must. a must read. She must. Um, do you have any other things you want to chat about? You know, I think we kind of covered it, really. Like, too. my thing was just, like, the romance was so good, you know? <laughs> like, they wrote it oh so well. I just love them. I love the idea that over the next few books in that universe, we'll get to see bits and pieces of Luca and Stella. 
Yes, like I'm going to be picking them up as soon as I can get my hands on them. Literally. That's how much I loved it. I was like, come on, it's time. Next book. Here we go. As soon as I'm done with the final season. And uh, our listeners will know this is like our last book pick for the next mm-hmm. few episodes. So I'm like, man, I'm free to read whatever I want until January, basically. Am I going to read all of them? Probably. Probably. <laughs> you got some time to read them. You got to read them. I do, I do. All right, well, I think this is where we're going to leave it for this episode. Before we part, we'd just like to thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to leave a review on whichever platform you're listening on, if applicable. If you have any further questions regarding topics discussed throughout the episode, feel free to join our Hardcover Hose Discord server via the link in the show notes or send us an email at hardcoverhosepod at gmail.com. Feel free to recommend books to cover in future episodes as well. Kimmy, thank you so much for joining me today. It has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you and screaming into the void about this book uh please go ahead and tell all our fellow book hoes where they can find you and your various endeavors yeah so you guys can find me on tiktok and instagram at reading to escape present or you can find me on twitter for some book stuff and also just general rambling <laughs> at kimmy kimmy four and because i have a confusing handle and it's my name twice it's k-i-m-m-y k-i-m-m-i-e the number four and thank you for having me this was an absolute blast oh this was so much fun we'd love to have you on again eventually if you want to scream into the void about other romance novels perhaps we'll follow up with one on the other books in this universe who knows yes Um, as always i am sam cabrera dixon and this has been an episode of hardcover hose if you enjoyed this listening experience and you'd like to follow along with us next time the next book on our tidbit red list is not going to be announced until 2023 but sammy and i will be back next week with our official bookmas 2022 episode stay tuned until we meet again enjoy your reading